Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific markets have reversed direction in early trade and are now largely in the red. This follows an overnight sell-off on Wall Street. Seoul is down three-quarters of a percent. Sydney is down one-third of a percent. Tokyo is flat. In the U.S. overnight, the S&P 500 broke a seven-session winning streak, falling 0.8%. Tech shares did even worse, dropping 1.7%. Investors in the U.S. are concerned about a stalemate in the U.S. Congress over a new relief package. Joining me now to discuss what the markets are talking about is Ryan Huang. How are you doing this Wednesday? Hey, happy hump day. Yes. The toughest day of the week for me. <laughs> Why? I, I, by this time, I feel like, you know, giving up. Yeah, Monday off. So you should be, you know, raring to go. Oh, you don't know? I feel like starting a petition saying this should be a three-day weekend. <laughs> give up the new work week. Uh, I hope you get there. <laughs> okay, let's start where we left off yesterday. With the Singapore economy, it suffered its worst contraction on record in the second quarter of the year, shrinking by more than 30 The first half of this year has wiped out all of Singapore's economic gains since 2016. What are economists saying in terms of how long it's going to take for Singapore to recoup this lost ground, Ryan? Okay, it's not an easy question to answer, right? When do we know where the corner is in terms of this COVID-19 pandemic? But there are some estimates being put out on the table and you have economists saying it may take some quarters to bounce back from this recession. So that is pretty much a rather, I guess, vague guess uh, when we will go back to, I'm not even sure the right word is normal because you have Minister of For Trade and Industry, Chan Chun Singh, in the press conference yesterday saying, no, don't expect to go back to status quo, even though all of us are hoping we will recover and go back to life when we last, uh, where we last left it. It is not likely to happen because so many things have changed. Even in the labor market, in the jobs market, uh, things have changed so much. Some of the jobs have been permanently damaged. Uh, some of them have been structurally changed. So you will not get back the same jobs. So you have to adjust to this new way of living, this new landscape. So you have to start now. Otherwise, if you try to wait out a crisis like in previous crises, like in the Asian financial crisis or the Lehman Brothers crisis, that is not going to happen. You can't just duck your head down and hope for the, the storm to blow over. This is a different type of crisis, a different type of pandemic. So you have to start charting a new direction. So that's a message um, that's coming through from the Singapore government amid the worst quarterly record, or worst quarterly drop in its um, GDP figures. Yeah, so it's going to take several quarters and a lot of financial bazookas. And yet, you know, the malls seem to be packed. Some observers say property prices are up as well. So it looks like although this is the worst uh, recession on record since independence, it's a pretty uneven recession. Yeah, it is. Um, But if you think about it, right, where can Singaporeans go right now? You can't travel, so I guess... Stay home! Walk down the supermarket aisle, explore the malls. (laughs) I hope that translates into sales for these businesses but otherwise no you have to look out for what's going to happen next and you mentioned a very good point just now will we see another bazooka or will we see a more targeted type of response because all the jobs have been affected but which are the jobs worth saving because you only have so much ammunition 
Yeah, it's a tough message to hear that we're not going back to the new normal anytime soon. Or we're not going back to the normal that we knew anytime soon. All right, in corporate news, shareholders have overwhelmingly given their blessing to a demerger of Semcorp Marine from its parent company, Semcorp Industries. This clears the way for a $2 billion recapitalization of Sem Marine and will allow Semcorp to focus more on its energy and urban development businesses. So I have two questions for you, Ryan. First up, what do you think this deal means for the offshore and marine sector, particularly as it comes just after Tomasic's decision to pull out of a deal to acquire Keppel? Yeah, talk about timing. So you now have the EGM going to plan, uh, according to uh, the Sankot Marine and some Industries plans. Uh, so they have gotten all the approvals in place. So end of the day, Tomasic Holdings is a direct shareholder of Sankot Marine. So it does have a bit more influence in charting the future for Sankot Marine. And the backstory to this, of course, was the, you know, the market was expecting them, Tomasic, to also take a bigger stake in Capital Corp in order to consolidate the offshore marine sector in Singapore. But that, of course, now we know is not happening. They are not raising their stake in Capital Corp. So there is now this thinking, maybe the timelines have changed in terms of helping to revive the offshore marine sector. So even though the long-term plan may be there to help shore up Sankot Marine, it may take a bit longer because you have to reassess the new environment and also look at what's going to be a good business deal uh, with so many things changing in terms of uh, metrics and, I guess, um, assumptions. Tomasic has to go back to the drawing block to see what it needs to do, what's a fair price to pay. Uh, so that is going to be, I guess, it's work cut out for the next 12 months because it is unlikely to make another offer for Capital Corp until the next, until uh, it can't do so until 12 months is over unless mm. it gets special approval. Mm. So Sankop Marine does though have Tomasic's backing. So that is good news for Semcorp, at least on paper. Shares of Semcorp Industries and Semcorp Marine were suspended yesterday in the morning, but they resumed trade in the afternoon. Turnover in their shares was heavy, but they both finished lower. How are they doing today? Yeah, so Tomasic's not buying Capital, right? So it th- theoretically has an extra $4 billion to splash on Semcorp. So that maybe was a thinking that you no, know, this would help Semcorp's share price. But uh, looking at what we saw on the Tuesday close, both Sankop Industries and Sankop Marine closed in the red. So you've got Sankop Industries first down 1.4% at 185 and you've got Sankop Marine down by 2.8%. So it seems like a bit of it, a bit of a news was already priced in. And of course, you've got the wider market sentiment in play as well. So that, of course, we are alluding to the second quarter GDP results which were not very good Mm. so that of course uh, weighed down on wider sentiment dragging down pretty much uh, most stocks. Okay, you mentioned, you know, um, since we're checking in with companies in the sector, Keppel shares dropped 11% yesterday following Tomasic's announcement that it would not spend that $4 billion to acquire a larger stake in Keppel. So how are Keppel shares doing this morning? Are they stabilizing or are investors still selling off? Yeah, going by the latest, we are seeing a big sell-off, 11% down to 480. And just to take a step back and look at the charts, right? This is pretty much the lowest levels in four years. The last time it was around the 480 level was back in 2016, right in the midst of the previous oil and gas slump. So Mm -hmm. that is how long ago it was when we saw 480. And 
if it goes continues to go down lower, you might see it push levels we saw in the 2009 crisis. So that is uh, pretty much what's happening right now. Tomasek's offer off the table, taking away the support from the prices. So a lot of um, pessimism going back into the capital stock price right now. And of course, it's not just oil and gas that capital is holding in the portfolio. You've got the office uh, space as well. That is going to be under a gloomy outlook when you look at how the demand for office space mm. is likely to change uh, in the coming years or quarters. So that is another another headwind for capital to face. Mm. There has been quite a bit of news uh, speaking of pessimism. Let's go to optimistic news, at least in Russia on the COVID-19 vaccine front, because Russia is pushing ahead with the production of a vaccine, even though there are questions about whether it's skipping important steps in the testing, human testing, widespread testing. And the Trump administration has announced a 1.5 billion US dollar deal to buy an experimental vaccine from Moderna. So this is the latest in several vaccines invested by the US government. Uh, Ryan investors don't really seem to be reacting to these announcements, do they? Yeah, so it's bit of a yes and no. So you had the Russian vaccine. Hey, Hmm. surprise, Russia is the first. So it's been built as Russia's Sputnik moment because they have kind of won the vaccine race. But (laughs) have they really gotten the vaccine uh, safely? So that's a big question right now. Although Vladimir Putin says he has tried it on his daughter, we'll have to kind of wait to see if things are really as safe as the Russians claim. So that that was actually one of the reasons we saw Wall Street stocks going higher in the early hours. Um, But you had other news coming into the picture, including uh, what we talked about just now, Washington's stalemate on the build-up package, that weight on markets at the end of the day. So that confluence or mix of factors that investors are trying to digest eventually um, gave way to the pessimism and you saw a weaker Wall Street session. So vaccine news, positive to some extent, a bit of support, but you have other worries to address right now. All right, time for a game. I call this one Up and Up because we played Up and Down before. I give you an asset, you tell me which way it's moving. This time though, I'm going to tell you in advance that everything on my list is moving up. You just need to tell me how much. So that's why it's called Up and Up. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's go with Hong Kong where we have Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai who's been arrested under the city's new national security law. So on Monday, we saw a surge in the share price of his company, Next Digital. How did shares trade for Next Digital yesterday? Did they go up or up and up? Yeah, the backstory, of course, is Jimmy Lai owns Next Digital, which is a huge media conglomerate. Actually, uh, just for trivia, mm. he used to own Giordano and oh. then switched to the media industry because he felt so strongly about media after the Tiananmen incident. So that's one, I guess, trivia. Uh, of course, uh, now as a show of support, it seems like Hong Kong's retail investors are putting their money behind his stock price and bidding it to a huge 1,100% gain. And that is a huge, I guess, rallying cry behind the pro-democracy protest. So that is one big number. 1,100%. That's the latest headline I've seen. Uh, Music to my ears. 1,100% gain. All right, SoftBank's profits. All right, SoftBank's profits. You've probably heard about how disastrous it has been for SoftBank when it comes to the likes of WeWork, even things like Uber. It's been putting money in a lot of these startups that have been going through some tough times. So understandably so, it has suffered a huge record loss. In fact, uh, $18 billion loss in the last year. But this quarter, it seems like it has swum back into the black and an investment gain of 
$2.8 billion. So overall, it is looking at a top billion dollars of quarterly profit for SoftBank. So it seems like there is a bit of recovery when it comes to valuations, at least for SoftBank. So some good news for Masayoshi-san uh, after getting so much flack for WeWork. Yeah, 12% up in the second quarter. So let's move on now to our next item, car sales in China. This could be a good indicator of how China, which is the world's second largest economy, is recovering. Yeah, so China, of course, um, it was the first one, so to speak, first one in, first one out. They were the first with the the, uh, COVID-19 pandemic and apparently the first, one of the first at least, to come out of the worst of the pandemic. So you are looking at vehicle sales as one of those um, indicators of how much the consumption recovery picture is coming back online. And looking at the latest numbers, there seems to be a rather healthy trend building. So I'm looking at uh, 1st February. So that is when we saw a huge uh, disaster when it comes to numbers. The vehicle sales plunged nearly 80%. Then the following month, it was down 43%. And those, of course, reflective of how factories had to close and uh, affected sales. Then in April, things apparently started to pick up. 4.4% 4.4% increase, breaking a 22-month losing streak. And then on, in May, a 14.5% increase. And then in June, an 11.6% increase. So that seems to be pointing to um, a healthy trend that vehicle sales are picking up and maybe reflective of a wider recovery picture in China. All right. One asset that did not rise overnight, uh, which has been on a tear prior to that, though, is gold. The precious metal posted its biggest drop in seven years. What fueled the sell-off? All right. So it looks like gold is not glittering. A twist in the gold story. (laughs) Uh, Well, at least going by latest numbers. Down (laughs) over 5%, trading around $1,920 per ounce. So what's going on, right? Mm. And one of the theories being put out is bond yield prices, or at least bond yields are going up. So that is taking taking away some shine from gold. But if you take a step back, the fundamentals of gold are still quite strong. You've got a weaker US dollar, that trend is still holding on. So that will be more tailwinds for gold. And of course, um, the interest rate environment is still expected to stay low for a long time. So that will be supportive of gold prices. So when I talk to some analysts, they're saying it's a good time to buy on the dips. So if mm. you're you know, in that view, in that camp, gold prices apparently is an attractive um, to buy option right now better than last week. Time to see how the local markets are doing. We are 19 minutes into the local trading day. The SDI finished flat yesterday at 25.44. How's it doing this morning? Yeah, across the screen, you're looking at quite a mixed picture in the region. If you look at SDI, it is right now down by 0.8% at 2,522 points. Of course, the stocks to watch out for today is Capital. Will it continue its slide? And right now, it is Flat, so no big movements at at this point. And if you look at Samcorp Industries, that is down or rather up by one percent. Samcorp Marine also some bargain hunting, I guess, up one point four percent. So that is the picture right now uh, as the day unfolds for the Singapore markets. Hey, thanks very much, Ryan Huang. There joining me in Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg.
or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.